Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads and we're entrepreneurs. Between us we have made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Welcome. Hello. Howdy. Hello. It's uh, episode 10, so get your yeah. woohoo! Get your dance on, your celebration on. That was very cool. So, congratulations. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh-huh. all around. We're rocking out. Yeah, so Luke, you were saying you came prepared. I so have, gonna... yeah, yeah, somewhat. Well, yes, I've got a book. Uh, I've got a rehashed version of our company values, which I'll give it a bit more context when we get into it. Uh, I've got two pens and an MND beanie and a massive uh, cup of black tea. Two stevias and some oat milk. All right. In that tea, of course, not separate. So. What about full tank of gas? Yeah, well, yeah, pack of cigarettes. Yeah, pack of smokes. <laughs> Winnie red. Sunglasses. Yeah, no, well prepared today. So um, yeah, awesome. So, so we were going to do, uh, we were talking about doing the five minutes around the room to, as an update, um, but you've got a bit of stuff to talk about there. So, uh, so how about, uh, uh, Elle, you go first. Will do, will do. So, yeah, I, I, I actually asked if we could do that again because I uh, thought it was a good idea and we didn't do it much. Um, I suppose we didn't need to do it. But after my last week, we are talking about the balance in life, we are talking about extra rest, all that stuff. Um, up next day on it the snap so cool. um mm-hmm. had uh duck in the office did a quick hour just to make sure i could go away with a clear conscience and then did nothing did no work from wednesday till monday nice so, yeah. yeah which is unusual for me so had all the equipment there. I mean, and, the, now, and the business hadn't burnt down while you were there. <laughs> I did a couple of coaching calls. So when I say no work, I, okay. I did a couple of coaching calls. So the way I view that is um, my lifestyle is about doing what I want, when I want, where I want. Mm-hmm. And so I'm more than happy to still do an hour of coaching here or there, no matter what else I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. And as it turned out, Friday was absolutely shitful because um, it was about zero degrees and it was raining. So okay, yeah. Friday morning. So um, got the lady who was in the afternoon to to go the morning. So just you know, um, did what I needed to do then, and, and it all worked well. So um, certainly got the physical punishment that I always do snowboarding. <laughs> so that reminded me of another. You know, we were out of whack again, just physically. I could hardly breathe sometimes, and yeah, you know. <laughs> I found that too. But I'd broken my ribs. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> hit an ice patch down. I went, landed on my arm, and yeah, there wasn't so much give in my uh, in my ribs, and they <clears throat> broke. Jeez. Horror stories, snow. Well, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. I did do a face plant once and um, got hit in the solar plexus, which mm-hmm. I've never done before. Mm-hmm. So I've watched other people, and I'm like, it's not that bad, surely. <laughs> and I'm there, I'm crouched on the snow, and I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> I, could, I couldn't breathe, so I wanted to vomit. And I needed air at the same time. Like, I just, I couldn't imagine what that felt like until that moment. You were dying, right? Oh, well, and all you could get I'm out thinking, was, I'm dying. I'm thinking my kidneys are all split, my guts ah. are about to explode. Like, it was horrible. Did, so, did people stop to see if you're okay? It was quite funny because I was right in the middle of the run and mm-hmm. nobody came down the whole time I was recovering. Right. So, what? 
my kids were off ahead of me, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no. So in the end, I, I, I got from in the snow to just on my, you know, up on, up on kind of uh, in the uh, whatever you call it, doggy position, I suppose. Um, and uh, just eventually started breathing, and and it's amazing. But what was amazing was to go from all that pain. There's a lot of pain mm-hmm. to getting oxygen and just it all dissipate. You know, and then. Whatever after whatever it was, I don't know if it was one minute, three minutes, I don't know how long it was, but yeah. I'm getting up. And as I was getting up, people started coming down. Yeah. Um, got down and met my kids. So they, yeah, they weren't overly concerned, but they did wonder what had happened. <laughs> oh, they wondered what had happened. Yeah. So they had a laugh in their heads off because I because the face plant, the whole beard was filled, filled with snow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and then I I didn't bother cleaning it off, and then I found later it all turned into like ice stags. Uh, so yeah, it actually yeah. becomes little icicles in your mm. facial hair, mate. So I was busy picking them out later. Um, but anyway, that looked... Watch out, takes care of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so that, look, lot, uh, there's lots I could talk about, but it was it was just, it was really good, but probably the 10th or 11th time I've been up there now and went Mount Buller. Um, you know, there were there were reflections of the first time when we couldn't see anything and, and all that, but then there was, and there was horrible weather and there was great weather, snowed a lot. So we, you know, we, we, um, we went off piste did a couple of powder runs, like fresh powder runs, mm-hmm. had a ball doing mm-hmm. that. The last time we did it got busted by ski patrol. We were threatening to take away our season passes. <laughs> Gosh, you're, you're, you're an outlaw. Well, <laughs> it, was, it was quite funny because my son doesn't actually like breaking the rules. Um, in this case, he just said, hey, everyone does. Everyone goes down the runs when they're not supposed to. So the ski patrol guy was, you know, he was being aggressive in a fair way because yeah. it's like, you know, there's a close sign, don't so in the end, I, you know, Wells was like, yes sir, no sir. And I said, well, can I say something? He said, not really. I <laughs> <laughs> shut you down. But I went anyway. Up, I just said, yeah. look, totally accept everything you're saying. There was no close sign. And we weren't sure. Yes, there was a rope. We weren't sure. We asked the lifty. And he said, oh, I'm sure. The lifty didn't say it was okay. So he didn't say it was okay. He just said he didn't know. Yeah. But he did say there's a lift going at the bottom. So we made a decision. And, uh, you know, totally get it. Because in some places they have close signs. Right, so now I'm being a smart ass. I get that. At the same time, one of the problems I have with authority is that it's not consistent, but it acts like it is. So if they've got closed signs on some runs and not on others, yeah, then we're required to interpret, unless we understand all of the rules and regulations. But do we do that? Do we, you know, is is the guy dishing out the authority? You know, he he's kind of just getting paid to do his job. We didn't take that part. In the end, yeah. He, the reason I thought it was appropriate because he just wanted to make sure that we got the fact that he doesn't want us there. Yeah, irrespective if there's no sign there or not, yeah. it kind of looks like the place that you don't go as per sure. the place with the sign. Sure. You know, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like a parking inspector. You can you see people just you know raining hellfire on these people. Mm-hmm. They got families and kids and stuff. Like they're mm-hmm. just doing their job. Yeah, like sure. you know, that they have to book you. Sometimes it's unfortunate, but yeah. Well, the good news is they'll all be made redundant by technology. No, eventually. They will. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> In the city, they've got... Um, uh, you just take <laughs> your mobile phone now. <laughs> well, it is. But, so, because then, yeah, yeah. then they won't have that excuse of, oh, I have to do it to feed my family, because that's a bullshit excuse. Well, they've got sensors in the roads now, so whenever they do road works, they've got... So they can tell when you pull in and yeah. how long you're there for. So That's essentially, right. you've just got a device, and they'll they'll tell the parking inspector that yeah, cool. So you got ten cars, mm-hmm. you know, within a hundred meter radius, and you know they come up, and that's how they get you when you come out and you go, 
but I was three minutes late. Like I turned around or I was coming out of the mm-hmm. lift and I had like two minutes left and there was a ticket on there. It's, it's worse like than that. Know. I got booked in the zone where I had my ticket. Yeah. I got booked with a, a parking ticket on yeah. my car. Yeah. Because I got there, I got to an appointment early. So I'm sitting in the car on my laptop working. Yeah. And then I didn't move it. I just paid for parking and went inside. Right? And uh, they say, hey, wrote a ticket for me while I was in the zone I paid for, claiming that I got there early. Now, I was this close to debating it all the way, but I, I just thought, oh, I've, yeah. I've got a few things and a few balls in the air at the moment. I'll let that one go. Because they like me and City of Melbourne, City of Yarra, and Port Phillip, oh, I think we all know each other pretty well now. So, yeah. <laughs> is that something legally we shouldn't talk about? <laughs> um, to all of you, you can get fucked. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. That's my final comment. <laughs> Excellent. And, that, and that's not to the to the you that's listening, just just to Yeah, not to <laughs> yeah. Right, that's that. specifically to the parking offices in Port Phillip, Yarra, and the city of Melbourne. You can all get fucked. <laughs> well, there we go. Right, maybe, we should have, maybe we should have kept that to five minutes. <laughs> you're, I think it's about right. Four minutes fifty nine, but you're still booked, mate. There's your ticket. Exactly. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Roscoe, your your five minutes around the room. Yeah, awesome. Um, I got a few different things going on at the moment. Um, guess the one that uh, that I really want to share is uh, working with a with a group that I'm that I'm coaching, and it's really fascinating to see what happens for us. So. When we get put in a place that we're un- uncomfortable in, like how we then behave. Uh, and I often talk about the way that we're being. Uh, and inside the, um, the model that I'm coaching, there's, there's uh, a thing called the ACT, which basically uh, it's a way that we behave when we're in a situ- situation we don't want. So, and, you know, and it can be any sort of thing, you know, you, you take yourself in any, out in any which way that looks appropriate. You can be grumpy about it. You can blame other people. You can, mm. you know, not talk to me. You just, you know, you go silent and, uh, and disappear, you know, kind of go out of, out of communication, but, you know, whichever way that looks for you to do that and whatever words you say, and just listening to the words that people say that kind of comes up for them. Uh, and it's really fascinating. And someone's actually uh, in that group is running their own business. And they've got to a point where they decided they don't want to run their own business anymore. They've had enough of that. They want to do something else. So they've, they've put it, you know, they put it up for sale. But what they're experiencing is, because it hasn't sold yet, they were told that it could take up to nine months to sell the business. Yeah. But they've kind of already left. Like they're not there. Like emotionally, mentally, they're not in the business anymore. So everything about the business sucks. Like everything about it because they've already checked out. Yeah. But now that's their experience of life. They're waking up every morning with this kind of sick feeling because they have, and they don't really, you know, they haven't, they hadn't at that point connected it back to work. But basically every day they've got their business to run and they don't want to be there. And they're wondering why they're not feeling well when they're waking up in the morning. Yeah. And the reality is that I've got it. The business is still there. You don't want to be there. But what now? Are you going to live the rest of your life until you sell it in this state of misery about the whole situation? Or are you going to take responsibility for how you're being about that? Um, And that's kind of where our source of pain comes from, that we don't take responsibility for how we're being about things. Yeah. You know, we just kind of 
want to blame that thing, whatever that thing is, you know, whether it's a person, whether it's a situation, whether it's a, you know, a system, a, a thing, it doesn't really matter what it is. There's something else to blame. Yeah. But then, you know, that thing doesn't suffer or that person or whatever that situation doesn't suffer. The only person that suffers is us. Yeah. And yet we run around in life as if, you know, blaming that other thing is going to make a difference to us. And uh, it's just really fascinating to see people in that space who even understanding what I'm saying right now can still be in that space. So what is that though? Is that, is that just attempting to externalize it and make it someone else's responsibility? It, it is. Um, you know, we kind of, we make decisions and we kind of want the world to, to be as we wished it was rather than, you know, as we make it. Oh, I wish it was this. Well, it's not. <laughs> and what are you going to do about that? Yeah. Mm. Are you going to make it like that or are you going to just complain yeah, about it? Bitch, yeah. I've suffered yeah. from a lot of that. Yeah. Yep. Or you even... <laughs> I think we all do, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah. Or even just accept that it's like that <clears throat> and just get on with life anyway. That's, that's, that's I think, the, the worthy challenge. The, the middle, the third one of those or... The accepting it and, and mm-hmm. if, it, if it's important enough, changing it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. just moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, and I think the way that, you know, the way that we choose to be in life and how we experience our life is not a product of our environment. It's a product of how we choose to relate to our environment. Yeah, and it's a feeling as well. So it's that, uh, you know, getting caught up in your thinking and being, you know, that's a part of like, that's how it is, you know, now that's your reality of the world when in actual fact it's not. Like nothing, you know, our mood shift from minute to minute, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, nothing's actually changed in the world. You know, Al went away, mm-hmm. the world didn't fail, mm-hmm. his businesses still operate. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. nothing drastically shifted. Mm-hmm. But you can see the correlation between how you know, how our thinking can really deceive mm-hmm. us in a point where you're like, nah, I've got to sort this. This is, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Then you get lower and lower and lower in your mood. And, and you make those rash decisions, i.e. sell your business, no vested interest in seeing it out. When the real, potentially looking inwards to find the answer of why you're not happy with your business, you know what I mean? Is it something that you, you know, you, you, you know, you're hooked on keeping up with the Joneses, you think you're not making enough income or sales or you can't work with employees. It's all, it's all thinking, you know, that controls yeah. our feeling. Um, and there's, there's a bit in this book here that I, I was looking at and when our moods are low, um, our mental activity what's, or, or thinking. Um, it's called The Relationship Handbook by okay. George Pransky. Cool. Yeah. So it's actually relationshipy, but it's got a lot of really good insights in there. Mm. Um, and it talks about how we respond in our low moods um, and how our mental activity or thinking velocity increases. So when you're pissed off, angry, you know, you've had enough of your business, the thoughts start to take over. So then there's no room for fresh thinking to, to problem solve, you know, essentially. Uh, our thinking generally gravitates towards problems and dissatisfactions. And here's the kicker. We experience a heightened but distorted sense of immediacy. For example, we think we must do something right away about our circumstances. Mm. Yeah? So that's the common flow of, you know, thoughts. Mm. Uh, we feel self-conscious. It seems we're at the center of everybody's attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. paranoid. What are they looking mm-hmm. at? You know, what's your problem? Uh, we have a pessimistic outlook. We notice limitations and are blind to possibilities. 
and we entertain many negative thoughts, emotions, and concerns. So, yeah, essentially, it's not the mood, but the feeling state we're in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And yeah. that'll pass. Mm. It'll just pass. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fuck. If we yeah. let it. If we let it. Yeah, and we don't even have to let it. Like, we kind of just have to acknowledge that, you know, just go, right, this is, this is, this is the standard pattern, as Ross said, you know, this is my response. My normal response to this situation mm-hmm. is dot. You know what I mean? So even just having awareness of like, cool, I, I kind of respond aggressively or negatively in this way when this happens to me. So that's awareness around that. But knowing that you don't have to do anything about it, so it's a first step. Letting it pass, they're getting as far away from that thought as possible. I'm going to do something else or, yeah, so rather than compounding something I've thoughts. Something I found interesting um, recently, um, been learning a little bit just accidentally though by uh, about the buddhist religion and they've got uh as much as I, I love it i really haven't you know dug deep into it but um the thing that kind of came up was the they've got meditations for just experiencing emotion an emotion comes up they've got meditations yeah. for you to just to experience it there's nothing wrong it doesn't mean anything and all the rest of it and don't attach everything to it. Just experience the emotion for what it is. Yeah. And you can even enjoy it. Hey, look, that's anger. Oh, look at that. That's anger. Yeah. And um, and just experience the emotion of anger without having any of that other stuff attached to it. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, ride the emotion and go, wow, check that out. It's an emotion. Yeah. Uh, and it's for all sorts of emotions. Um, and that, that came about because um, <clears throat> what, uh, what the Buddha discovered was that we... We are emotional beings. Like we have an emotion, and then we react to that, and, and the emotion controls us in in life a lot of the time. He's like, well, yeah. you know, who wants to be a victim to that? How about we just detach ourselves from those emotions and let those emotions ride? Yeah, hmm. but yeah, sitting in that feeling and understanding that you know that the thinking is, you know, can be deceiving, you know, mm. uh, really and. Mm. and moods you know and as they say in here like it's an important function of the human experience like a mood or an emotion Mm. like it's important for us to have it Um, they say that it's a navigational system so Mm. it's like you know when you're hungry you know you're going to eat so it's going to give you some feedback you know intrinsically but without feelings or moods what would be the point of living anyway what would be the point oh so we it's it's more how people uh, react with no, 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 yeah, I yeah, get that. So I get, get carried that. away, but I'm just going cool. to yeah. so, philosophy is if we didn't have moods or feelings, yeah. what would be the fucking point? No, that's right. <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be neutral, right? It'd be like, well, that didn't robots. do it, yeah, and that didn't do it either. Yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah. well, then it comes to the question how many animals on the planet do have emotions? But that's another question, yeah, because you say, what's the point? Well, I don't know, what is the point of a human being? Yeah, yeah, what is our job? I'm on not the saying from a universal perspective, I'm saying from me, if I was gonna live my life unemotionally all the time. There would be no point for me. Yeah, but you've 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 been exposed to emotion. I'm okay to write. So now I'm okay to write. Yeah, mm. I, I, I have, that's yeah. right. We're talking about humans. We're not talking about the theoretical case where, you know, and remember the ones that are exposed to no love die. Yeah. yeah. So there's an yeah, indication. Absolutely. There's an indication. Mm. So all I'm saying is, I I, I agree with the thrust yeah. here, which mm-hmm. is don't let every button be push pushable and just react. Yeah. It's just. It's that Buddhist idea. It's just I hadn't thought about it that way before. And some of the things Luke said, I haven't thought about it that way before. I like the idea of I can experience all these things and they don't matter. Mm. They don't mean anything. Mm. I can still experience them. I can enjoy yeah. them. I can mm. whatever yeah. without then having some negative impact as a result. Yeah, I love that thought about enjoying things like anger. 
Like, well, hey, wow, there's anger. Oh, check out that emotion. Yeah. I yeah. can't do it. It's it's some, sometimes it's destructive. <laughs> but that's, and it is, it's all these, so you can have the experience, right? So you can yeah. have the experience 110%, yeah. but everything else that comes along with it is, you know, additional mm. extra. Like it's an optional <laughs> extra, as someone said to me. You can take on the anger for somebody else. You can take on, you yeah. know, anything else. Any of their emotion, you, you can take that on, but having you know having the ability to to just let it ride and not choose to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders is really important, I think. And in fact, now you mention it, like charisma, what is that? Is that just the ability to get other people to resonate with you emotionally? Is that what charisma is? Could be, you know, if someone's optimistic, I think, yeah, uh, you know, charisma. Mm. Even people that are highly charismatic is that what you call it yeah um would still have lows and sometimes their lows are really low yeah like some of them are quite yeah. violent and aggressive yeah but that's my point like is it is it is charisma actually just this ability to resonance? manipulate someone's or to, or to or to get so to get a hold of other people to resonate with you yeah so I'm angry. yeah but someone someone with a lot of charisma can actually hide what they're feeling and still motivate people in a particular way okay so okay. someone who's really upset could still they've you know got a good charisma they could potentially stand there and you know and yeah inspire the troops and and then go back in their office and you know kick some stuff around and sure yeah short answer yes depends on the intention so if it's genuine yeah you know, i mean if their intention is to you know motivate people in a genuine way caring way then i mm. think so but if it's manipulation uh, then it might be okay some people can you guys up. are opening way too much up for me i just gonna just sit and listen <laughs> otherwise i'll go down every no i think you're off. right but it's but they they say the thought and the feeling connection so you know we like like physical pain informs us about what's happening in the body mm. so the emotional pain mm. informs us about you know our thinking and understanding of the world so and like we, and it says here, they mistakenly attribute their feelings to outside sources. They mistakenly think that our feelings inform us about the world at large. So that's mm. our glasses, the way that we see things. Yeah. It, to, to try and see past that, it's like, mm. uh, yeah, mm. someone pointed it out to me six months ago, I'm like, wow. And I was just like, nah, nah, because I couldn't see through my thinking at the time. Mm. Yeah. That's a good yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah. But then I just got looked inside and slowed down a little bit and I was just going, wow. I said, you're so deep in, I can't believe, like, is this a thing? Like, you know, she's like, yeah. Like, some people never get it, you know. I said, mm. I haven't 110% got it, but I'm like, wow. Mm. But it still drag you back and go, no, 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 it can't go that way. That's too, that's too, you know, open, leaving it up to the lack of the gods, trusting in yourself. That's like, yeah. <laughs> so, it's a, it's a great conversation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, our, our believing our emotions and what comes up in that space is real. Like everything we kind of believe is made up. That's why people have arguments. You know, it's all kind of made up. Yeah. Everything we believe is made up. You know, mm -hmm. a great example is that everybody believed that the planet was flat. Yeah. And everybody operated inside that belief. And you could talk to anyone, go, yeah, the planet's flat. But it was never flat. Yeah. Um, and sure. <laughs> well, there's naysayers out there I think yeah, Joe Rogan well it's, says, it's the belief I'm working with at the man. moment <laughs> come on but don't forget so it could actually be inside out and we're in a computer and it's just yeah don't run around in circles fear was used to ensure that nobody propagated any other thought as well yeah mm -hmm. because for 
at least one church, it was important that the earth was the centre of the known universe. Yeah. But that's the, you know, they're drinking from the well, man. You know, like that's that's what it was. Like It's, it's just control. Yeah, yeah. It's control of information, control of yeah. thought, thought control, mind control, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just this is the way we're going to view the world because it suits us. Yeah. And if it makes sense to you and, you know, it fits within your tribe and everyone's doing it, it's like, yeah, cool. Like it's just easy to go this way than it is the other, right? At times. There's another great example where technology made something useless redundant. Yeah. What people? Particularly useless people. <laughs> people are never useless. It's just what they choose to do that's useless. Yeah, well, it's a simple, it's a simple motto. Yeah. So we still five minutes around the room. Yeah, absolutely. We're twenty, minutes. we're twenty-five minutes into our five minutes around We've the room. We've gone off track. We've gone off track. Although, is there something else you've you've uh, you've got there you want to share? Uh, no, no, not really. I'll actually, well, it'll be part of my five minutes. So if you're done, I can. Oh, so all that talking was my five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just See, I didn't know we counted. We're going to have to rewind this and, and edit in Ross's seven minutes because he's like, and this is where Luke and Al just took over my five minutes. Well, I just, I, I just want to know why we've got two pence because they were important. Two? Yeah. Well, it's a backup, man. It's like oh, a reserve. Yeah, it's like if you're traveling in the desert, we've got a reserve fuel tank okay. and water. Okay. So, yeah. Good. All right. <laughs> you like that answer? It's brilliant. It's on the fly. I, I don't really I don't really have anything else, <clears throat> Ross, uh, except that, yeah. You want you want to start your five minutes now? Is that what you're no, saying? No. If you... No. No, no, no. If you want to go, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I, I'm, I'm here. done. I'm done. Yeah. So the coaching group is, is going well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of share that that bit where, mm. you know, people are in this world that what they're thinking is real and that, you know, quite often it can't be changed. This is just how the world is. Well, yeah. No, it's kind of how you'll see in the world. You can see it however you want. Mm. If, we, that, if that way of seeing the world works for you, yeah. keep doing it. Mm. I kind of think it doesn't. Therefore, maybe it might be worth looking for a different way. Can I ask a hopefully useful question on that? Sure. I agree with what you just said. My issue, if you like, with that process is how easy is it to escape the the, 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 the sort of uh, systems that are in place to continually bombard us with the story as it is meant to be. So media largely. <clears throat> it's very, it's, I find it's difficult. I don't go to watch television. I don't go to consume Mass media, right? However, it's sort of every like at the snow, especially everywhere you go. There's bloody TVs everywhere, and there's news going. Yeah, on. yeah. So what you're saying is, how much control do we have over our own minds when our minds are being bombarded with everybody else's point of view? With billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars of yeah. psychological research, as to how to do it more effectively. Well, I don't watch the news. Um, if something big enough happens that I need to know about it, everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Therefore, I don't need to watch the news. And if it's that big that um, that it's already going to impact me, I already know about it before I would have got to watch the news anyway. Yeah. So, um, I, and mostly that happened because of uh, having little kids in the house. The the news is just just focused on the the hate and misery that's in the world. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to bring that into my house. So I'm going to teach my kids. So, you know, as a marketer, you know, I don't know if you've ever said it, but we're always taught in every marketing thing, oh, you're bombarded by 
thousands of messages. All Something day, like 5,000, yeah, so a day. So you and I can talk forever about our brilliant decisions to not consume this or that. However, I know I'm being bombarded with this shit everywhere I go. Yeah. So And more and more. I put in petrol in my car, there's a freaking video talking to me next to my head. Yeah. You know? So how do you... So the, then it's like, we'll take responsibility for making sure the right things are going into your head as well. As well. Yeah. Right. So and in a, and yeah. a stronger, more meaningful way. Uh, for myself, yeah. I wake up in the morning, at the end of my bed on the wall, there's a massive big poster that goes most of the way across the wall that, um, you know, is, is, is a quote for, for me. You know, and that's how I wake up. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And that's how I start my day. So be mindful about consciously filling out, being our, our thoughts with, with what we want to fill with. Mm. Yep. Yep. Mine's I live with the vision and the passion to create and make a difference. And that's it. I wake mm. up in the morning and there's this massive big poster on the wall at the end of my bed. Yeah. <clears throat> do you get a, take a photo of it in chance? Yeah, sure. Cool. In fact, it's probably on my Facebook somewhere, but I can certainly do that. Yeah. On our sure. Facebook page. Oh. That's soon to be Facebook page. Yeah. Share, 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 share that with me. I just, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Sure. Sounds cool. Yeah. Awesome. And we all have a choice. Yeah, you know, we can't blame, uh, off the back of what you're saying, uh, we can't blame, you know, all these interruptions in life, you know, as distractions, you know, you didn't get this done or you didn't do this. If you're consuming hours of Facebook a night and Instagram and social media, yeah, and you don't want to or you feel it's a problem, delete it. Yeah. Yeah, so you have complete control. Mm. Some people, maybe their will's a little bit weak. I'll mm. take some words from Jocko Willink. It's like, well, you know, it's up to you. No one's going to do it for you. Mm. No, you know what I mean? no one's coming. Yeah, press it's the delete you. button. You know, if you, if you slip, you go back, you do it again, you keep going. Like, mm. you just get after it. Like, don't, don't be soft. It's not... You know, you need to harden up. It's just take take a bit of ownership and responsibility for your life. Mm. If you feel in any way that it's taking away and not contributing, mm. maybe consider not doing it for a while. I've been off Facebook for a while. Mm. Fucking great. People mm-hmm. go, oh, you, I sent you a Facebook message. I'm like, I teach up. Like yeah. Messenger, everything, it's gone. Like, I don't mm-hmm. use it. Yeah. Um, but it still finds ways to get me. <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> the email. Yeah, and Absolutely. one little tidbit as well. It was in an email. It said, you know, Gary's... Status update. Oh, look, I'm going to click on this, bang. Opened it up. It said, uh, log in just through a web browser. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know my password. Yep. So I went to log in and said, nah, wrong username. I'm like, oh, bugger that. I'll, yeah, yep. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then about uh, two minutes later, sent me another email. Oh, we saw you just tried to log in. Just just click here to open. <laughs> just click here to open. <laughs> so I went, what do you mean? I just tried to log in. rejected you. So I'm like, going back. And then I pressed it. And then one click straight into Facebook. Jeez. So wow. They want you bad, and they know that you know, this guy's not on. You know, he's not yep. doing much anymore. Oh, they, so they're bypassing your username oh, and your password. The path of least wow. resistance. That is what we call insidious. Yeah, my phone's going to like just sit bolt upright at six o'clock in the morning and go. You know, this will be Facebook. Right? <laughs> That's right. for a while, and you know, yeah, hands going to reach out and slap you to yeah, wake up. Here's a five buck Coles voucher if you just click this button. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, we certainly have a choice. Yeah. So as we start integrating more and more with with all this technology, like yeah. physically integrating with it, like I, I talk about the, um, the the glasses, they are yeah, um, which will just kind of be permanent. Um, um, the technology should it kind of is there now, but um, it's, there. it's yeah, it it got took it. It's running faster than people with legs on bits of metal, mate. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So the 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 like Google. Um, was Google goggles? Yeah. Yeah. The price was a little bit high, so I think they got a bit of um, backlash based on that. I don't think they caught on either, mate. It's a fashion statement. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think they <laughs> I think they had a lot of opportunity, but the yeah. price was out of the reach for most people. Okay, so yeah. people who couldn't buy it would have just bagged it. Hmm. Um, they would have made excuses why they weren't paying for it rather than saying, it's hey, not, I just haven't got the money. It's not the price. They're just not anywhere as good as Apple or sucking us in. That's all. Possibly. Not yeah, it could be something yeah. like that as well. Uh, Google but everybody king. was there loving it. Like uh, the, the Google test, the test the ones. king of giving shit away. It. Giving mm-hmm. shit away, mm-hmm. right? So very long-term return on investment. Mm. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Get people hooked, then just introduce little ways of make, making little bits of revenue out of a lot of people. Apple have been like, let's build a product and charge a premium price for it, even though it's no different to the other product, really. Mm. Yeah. Very different model. Well, maybe they jumped too fast because all their giveaway ones, you know that they were giving those goggles away? No. Right. So they were giving them away to heaps of people as tests, right? So heaps of people had them and the the buzz was, you know, it was off the charts. Like yeah. it was going, oh, these are amazing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then it went to market. Yeah. But it went to market with a premium price. Which is not their model. No. And, and, it, and it didn't, and everyone's just gone, oh, this is rubbish, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and they immediately just failed. I'm not a marketer, but I can't believe that anyone in Google would think they're going to match Apple for marketing. I mean, no one, mm. no one wants their phones, really. The Pixel 2 seems to get going. But like the Samsung is still the premier yeah. Google phone. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I, you know, we associate Apple with this, Google with that, you know, Facebook with something else. Like yeah. We, are, yeah. we are being programmed by them to associate with mm. them in that way. Yeah. And it just, I, I can't believe Google did that by accident. Yeah, well, they, maybe they tried to change their. Hey, we can put out a premium product like other, no. like, like Apple. Well, Apple certainly screwed it up early. Yeah, because they were premium in the seventies. They really screwed up. Big. They basically got rid of Jobs and then lost mm. their way for a long time before he came back. Mm. So I guess they've screwed it up before too. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's that's tech. I was going to say. Um, uh, it's probably a good opportunity for um, anyone to sort of write in, drop us a line, an email, uh, or make some contact in regards to some of the, you know, the coaching stuff that you're saying. You know, if people in businesses that, you know, struggle, um, do they have a topic, you know, you, they'd like us to talk yep. about? Um, you know, to help. Maybe they're right. not yeah. seeing their business in the same eyes as they used to. They may have lost a passion um, purely because you're having sort of first-hand interactions with people like this so you know it may be a benefit so write yeah. in yeah so send, day, drop send your questions in the uh, the email address is ross l luke at gmail.com that's r-o-s-s-a-l-l-u-k-e at gmail.com thank you google for the free email <laughs> yeah yeah it's a gmail it's highly professional well. but yeah yeah that's awesome awesome all right thank you Gentlemen, um, we've been on the air for uh, for over thirty minutes already. I don't know if we've done all our five minutes and things, but uh, Luke's yeah. still got a couple of things. I've That's got right. a five minute. Yeah, yeah another we, five minute. Are you done? <laughs> I don't want to step on anyone's toes. He's like, okay. Sure. So, so do we need to make, make a second episode, like for another five minutes? <laughs> do we count to five? Five, four, three, two, one. And that's the editing section, yeah? That's where you know We're it's back like, on the air. Yeah, episode 11. Welcome. What a big week we've had down here. Yeah. Sunshine, snow. Awesome. So what do you got for us, Luke? Well, okay. So my five minutes. Do, uh, do, 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 do. What was it? Uh, yeah, this week some interesting stuff happened. Uh, I've met some interesting individuals. Uh, I was interviewing uh, potential employees or candidates. Uh, and one, one didn't pan out but he referred somebody else. And so I thought, okay, cool. 
Um, and we kind of aligned over the phone, said, cool, let's have a face-to-face. And we sat down and uh, had a good old chat. And yeah, he, yeah, it was really encouraging. So um, you never know where your next hire will come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so always be graceful, you know, if, if something doesn't pan out for a candidate. And always ask for that, hey, do you know anybody who may be interested with the similar skill set as you? So that works. Um, so try that. Um, and we sat down and had an in-depth discussion about our values, our company values. Now, it's something that's probably, for me, uh, in all honesty, has gone off the radar a little bit in the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just tried a model of um, going from talking about our values every day in a what we call stand-up huddle or meeting. Um, it took up some time, but I believe it gave uh, you know staff a bit of clarity around mm-hmm. you know, our purpose, vision, mission, you know what we stand for. We've taken that away for around sort of three months just to get on with work because you know there were some comments that you know it's taking a bit of time away from actual work. But I had a discussion with this inter- uh, with this uh, interviewee and candidate, and we spoke in depth about our values. And I don't believe I've ever presented it in such a way that I have then. And it came through with passion and heart. And I literally, as I was you know walking him through these. It just all came flooding back. This is what we're here for. Mm, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is what we stand for. Yeah. Like, and your yeah. experience with your team, like you've been doing it for a while and, yeah. and it could be embedded now. So they, you know, it might be kind of there for them. So have you experienced any difference over those three months while not doing it regularly? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're, and they're, okay. I'd say they're potentially negative depend, depending on how you look at it. But for me, I built a business based on, you know, these core principles and values. So mm-hmm. they're very dear to me. And it, yeah, look, initially four or five years ago, they were something that were put on a whiteboard with some fancy guys and it kind of sounded good. Mm-hmm. But then they evolved and, you know, we made them our own and, you know, we really sort of stand by them. And, you know, with new staff coming on board, I don't <laughs> think it's impregnated as well as it should be. Mm-hmm. And I can't, you know, can't accept that, um, you know, the other guys in the company who are a bit more sort of seasoned, you know, can always drill that home, you know, sort of be the drivers of that. So ultimately it's for me to be the driver of our, you know, company values. And it is, you know, growth, enthusiastic, customer experience, integrity, big one for us, for me personally. Um, Details, uh, creativity, value, uh, and principles, you know, it's our our communication process. So I think for me this week, there's a a lot more of a focus on these values and that's gonna help us build, you know, the team, that we want to build, you know, the high performers. And we've got some really good, you know, we've got some really good people in the company. And it's 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 a tough gig with people, you know, to get to find the right people. But for me, that was the big, the big golden nugget takeaway this week is that the values were here. Mm. And they kind of just fell on the floor in front of me a day prior. And I went, <laughs> and this is no jokes. And I went, oh. Yeah, I'll just pop it in here. I should talk about that when I see this guy because I do with so all that, the new hires. That sheet, that actual physical sheet, yeah. you've got them written on. Yeah, yeah. it was on like on the floor the day before. Yeah. I said, I'll grab it and I'll put it in here and then that was the only thing in here hmm. that we spoke about. So, okay. yeah. It's probably been sitting there for a week and you've just been walking over it. No, I hadn't. No, 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 it's not like that. I, I show a bit more respect to it. So um, You made one really interesting point there. And yeah. That was, what I heard was that it's up to you to ensure that these values are consistently being delivered by the organisation. Yeah. So if we, if we, now that's it's your choice, of course. Yeah. If we look at, say, DNA, 
DNA replicates itself. And so if we look at the DNA of a, of a company and we want it to thrive without us, yeah, then it has to be able to do things like that without us. 100%. And that comment about DNA, you, my DNA, and I said to someone last week as well, has to be in every interaction of this company. People come to me because they love to buy from me because I'm passionate and I care yeah. about their needs. Yeah. They want Luke, yeah? Yeah. yeah? So if they're ringing somebody and they're not getting Luke, they're like, oh. yeah. But mm. if it's got me all over it, yeah. same service, same yeah. looking after their needs, then that's my DNA all over yeah. it. Yeah. The service at the end, when our guys go out and see the customers, it's got me all over it. Yeah. Everything in between has to. It's not me, but it's got the DNA okay. of me. And I'm trying to impregnate that back into the company. So what about what about the concept of letting the company evolve its own mutate yes, <laughs> and yep. evolve its own DNA with you having a lower and lower influence on that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I think I, I think the question for me would be how to consistently, you know, not implement or, or keep that DNA present. Okay, in everything we do, because at some point when you get busy and you give people a certain amount of autonomy, that's and I can this has happened um, real time that it's yeah. I've let it go too far. And so the simple yeah. answer, the simple answer is to build that into the DNA, to build yeah. the replication into the DNA. Yeah. So so what I'm hearing is them taking ownership though. Yeah. Because if somebody's given the values that they're told they need to operate by. Yeah. If they're not actually their values, it's going to be tougher. It's a tough sell, yeah. Yeah, but if they help create those, then they've bought into it. Like they are saying that's who I am and they then are called yeah. to to behave in that way. Well, let's be fair. They're saying that's who we are. That's what I'm a part of. Yeah. They're acknowledging that that's what they're a part yeah, of. Yeah, and 100%. And you need to ensure that the people that come on board or new yes. hires... Yes. Are a hundred percent. That's why that's brilliant. Yeah. The fact that that was your, that was, that's brilliant. That's, yeah. that's, that's all I do. I only meet people for their attitude, who yeah. they are. I don't really give a shit what they say. They give them paper yeah. they've got and who cares. Yeah. They'll work out the job in five minutes if, if they've got the right attitude. Yeah. That's yeah. almost always the way. Yeah. And stick to your guns. Don't rest on your laurels. You know, my last hire I had, our integrity value, he crossed the line. Mm. Yeah. Two weeks in. So that should have been the precipice for, hey man, it's been great, but it's not working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't because I, you know, you to make it work. I had work. Well, I had I had stuff to do, right? Yeah, you had to make you it know? work. Yeah, to make it work. Yeah, we all want to make it work, <laughs> but but not yeah, but not sacrificing that as yeah. well. So we've waited yeah. a while to find this new hire. Yeah. Um. So we, you know, and I wasn't previously. I wouldn't have played the waiting game. It's like, yeah, next. It's like, oh, okay, he's about seventy percent there, but we'll get him in and we'll see how he goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the cost to the company of it not working out and, and hiring wrong is too great. There's a, sl- a cliche on that one. I don't know whose it is. Um, be slow to hire, quick to fire. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's yeah, true. it's a nice one. Yeah, I think it's true. Yeah, same with everything. You know, mm-hmm. my mum says has said to me recently. You know, it should be a lot harder to get married and a lot easier to get divorced. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's the same with everything. Well, it's, it's a marriage, just, right? It's like a relationship. A yeah, exactly. yeah. So, but yeah, I've learned a lot this week. So, and it's been been really good. So, a lot of good insights from from people and learning about other businesses and how we're very much alike in some ways, but not in others. So, which is encouraging. Nice. Yeah. Awesome.
Cool. Great learnings. Great learnings. So that's episode 1.5. <laughs> we, got, we got one and a half out of this one. So, yeah, no, we'll leave that as episode 10 unless you want to do the editing. No, that's fine. I, um, yeah, no, I've got a meeting to get to. Good job. Obviously. Awesome. I like, I like sitting here hearing the, the wisdom of you two. Uh, and yourself. So, yeah, it's a great episode 10. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think it's been uh, awesome to hang out with you guys and... and you know, over these 10 episodes and really get to into your world yep. and uh, and share that with, uh, yes. with everybody else who out there who's running a business and a life and a family and whatever else you might be dealing with. That's awesome. awesome. And for complete clarity, remember it was Al that was talking about parking inspectors. Al. Only <laughs> yeah, Al. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, you know, I know sometimes I'm really harsh um, and so I just want to leave you with by saying that I actually meant all of it. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Thanks for being again. That appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, and guys. thanks, everyone out there. I love you all. Love you all. Even when you ticket me. <laughs>